It's time for the End of Conversation Podcast With funny man Damian Lemon And the voice of your choice Ali Muhammad This is Damian Lemon This is Ali Muhammad And this is In the Conversation The podcast Yes We back We back We black Last week Final few days of Black History Month in the midst of the Black History Year. Mm-hmm. This was the this was the leap year Black History Month. Mm. You know, mm. had a little, got a little after party. day up in here. Yeah, yeah, could cook out. You know, something, bird, bird. something, something fly. Uh, you know, but shit, we here, we kicking it. How you feeling, man? I'm feeling good, man. I'm feeling good. You know what I'm saying? Um, I can't say that I'm over. The hump, but I can say that I'm dealing with it in a great way. You know what I'm saying? I'm un- I'm understanding some of the ebbs and flows, and and uh, two steps forward and one step back, or you know what I mean. Um, and being able to to kind of you know roll with the punches. You know what I'm saying? And mm-hmm. that part is cool, which allows me to you know what I'm saying kind of think a little better, and. And, you know, I think it's just a certain energy that you use to 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 create momentum. I guess what the kids would say motion. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? To create some right. motion. And, and before it was hard to even, you know, muster up that type of energy to create motion because you're using all your energy just to be regular, just to fucking walk around this motherfucker. And then um, <clears throat> now I got a little energy to help try to create some motion. And that's what I've been on, you know what I'm saying? And I could feel it, you know what I'm saying? And you get the the small signs of, of it, like little unexpected things that pop into your world. I'd be like, oh, yeah, yeah, okay, I must be on the right track. Nothing that hit yet, but just to know you on the right track is – is you know it's the key you know what i mean the key to keep going it's like you know what i'm saying jet fuel for your jet when you you know when you ain't think you get take off so that's where i'm at right now slow motion better than no motion for sure word up for sure for sure yeah man yeah getting blasting off you know what i'm saying <clears throat> yeah everybody could use some motion though that's the that is the key. Everybody can put some gas in their tank, you know? <laughs> yep. um, yeah, man. So, I'm yeah, happy to see yeah. that. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah, sounds because, good. I'm glad to hear that. Because, you know, I'm used to being able to think a certain way and create the motion. And now, mm-hmm. I'm not able to think in that way. So, you didn't know. I mean, you got faith that the motion will come. But... You didn't. I didn't have faith that I could help create it. You know what I mean? And now I feel like I could help create it, and that's important to me. What has been something that you've done to kind of like help create it that you feel like has kind of kickstarted something? Oh, um, I mean, back back in the Dizay, when my, you know before the situation, you know mm-hmm. I could see pictures of it. You know what I'm saying? I see it. I see it, or I I can see this picture, that picture, put them two together and make the new picture of what, what's going to be. You know what I'm saying? That's how you get your Mahamstradamus on. You know what I'm saying? It's like, oh, mm-hmm. if, if this, then that type shit. You know what I'm saying? And, then, and it's like not a pre- prediction, but like a calculated, you know what I'm saying, thought. Um, but when you don't have those pictures, you don't have the vision, you can't see it, so you're kind of in the dark, and it's like, oh shit, you know, it's hard to even visualize what motion would look like in this present time. So, it it was very difficult to deal with that because that's the only way that I knew how to think, and now I can't think that way. So, it's been a a major adjustment in faith to say, you know what. Whatever, whatever it is, it's going to be. You know what I'm saying? And it's like, I always say it feels like sitting in a wheelchair in the middle of a riot with a little knife. You know what I'm saying? Hoping nobody don't fuck with you. You know what I'm saying? I, I, I hope motherfucker don't come over here. <laughs> you know get saying? a motherfucker up off me. Right. Yeah. 
so so now it's it's a way that I feel like you could you could imagine it without seeing it and and help it come along and then you start I started to see the signs of things coming into play like oh shit I can do it another kind of way and that that part of the game learning the new way is exciting you know what I'm saying? And it's the discovery in life. It's the part that that keeps you going. But I've been um, <clears throat> listening to this sh- these podcasts. I've just been playing all kinds of different podcasts. And I, I um, stumbled upon one on mindfulness. And mm-hmm. the, the uh, lady who's known as the queen of mindfulness, her name is Ellen Langer. She's a Harvard mm. psychology professor. And she just, you know, she breaks down, you know, how to live life mindful, you know what I'm saying? And not just my, like, she's like most of us go through life mindlessly as far as just, you know, just going through life, whatever happens, happens, you know what I'm saying? You may think about some stuff, but being mindful is is being able to, to, to look at other points of views and learn and, and, and look at life through the lens of learning and, and discovering new shit. And even if you, if you're doing something with something you've been doing over and over and over, just looking at it in a new way of what's different, what can I learn new from this thing and keeping that in your everyday living. And once you got that in your everyday living, shit changes, you know what I'm saying? And that's what I'm feeling. You know what I mean? It's helping along the process, um, to, circumvent you know what i'm saying the feeling of not being able to see to being able to experience and the experience is helping to do the same thing that the vision used to do if that makes any sense (laughs) i think so i think so being able to experience as opposed to being able to see sounds like being present Mm mm-hmm yeah, okay. Yeah, that's a big yeah. part of it. Mm-hmm. Being mindful, being in that moment. Yeah. Because, that. I mean, you know, we say that all the time. That's the only thing you really can control. You know right. what I mean? Like, the past is the past, and the future's not guaranteed. So it's like, in this moment is really all you got. So just enjoy this moment. Right. 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 And, um, <clears throat> and and that's the thing you learn when you, when you don't have the vision. You can't. You can't even worry that much because the worry is all about shit you done put together that you saw in your head. <laughs> right. When you can't see it, you just be like, man, shit, well, it's going to be what it's going to be, man. Bring it on. If they come around that corner, I'm going to stab them, jug them with my little knife. Right, right, right. If that if that happens, you just, you just mm-hmm. keep looking at that blade and then just, you know, <laughs> peeping the scene. Peeping <laughs> the scene and be, yeah, being present. You know, it's... It's interesting that you're talking about that. I I can relate on uh, as far as trying to build some motion, mm-hmm. you know, just uh, just being out in the world, you know, like uh, you know, like you know, my with my career, like everything, you know, I don't have any management. I don't have no agent. I don't have no manager. Mm-hmm. You know, I got rid of my my manager a while ago. My agent, you know, they should we parted ways a little longer than that. So. Mm-hmm. Everything that I've been pulling off has been just off the muscle, you know, mm. as the kids say. You know what I mean? <laughs> just this the the super cold call. You know Word. what I mean? It is, and it you know it's it's it could be tough to you know cold calling. It kind of reminds me of back when I was doing sales. Mm-hmm. You know, at least I had a client list. I mean, I still got a client list now, but it's just like, are they buying what you selling? You know, and don't take that shit personal either way and mm-hmm. keep going and keep and until you pull something and really stay in the moment of sending out emails, making follow up calls, all of that. Actually, I got a couple things I got to follow up on now, but, um, you know, it could it can definitely. You know, it could it can be. I don't say demoralize it, but you could definitely be like, ah, you know, like it could, it could get the best of you or it could get the best of me 
when it feels as though it's not the motion that I want, you know? Mm-hmm. And but you gotta create it. So, you know, I was saying what type of stuff do you listen to 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 tap it? I'm gonna have to check out that that mindfulness podcast, but well, I've been well, on my own. Go see, ahead. What I did, what I did, I heard one podcast, right? Uh huh. And then I heard her on it. And then I searched her name. She got a couple of books. So she's been like a guest on a lot of different podcasts. It's not her okay. podcast. She's like an older woman. Gotcha. She's like old. You know what I'm saying? Like 70 something mm-hmm. or something like that. Um, mm. And, you know, quite frankly, she says a lot of the same stuff on different ones. But there's different mm-hmm. ones that have different topics. But I was looking at a very specific topic. And even when she says a lot of things, she elaborates a little more on this one than on the last one. So I listened to maybe five podcasts with her on it to really catch the understanding of what she was trying to say. And and um, <clears throat> it was very interesting because a lot of the, the programs that they have for people who have these types of brain injuries, right, like speech therapy and shit like that, a lot of them don't address what I need them to address. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. They, they address like more the day-to-day stuff and not the specific stuff that's specific to me. And so I started listening to people, just their own testimonies that had the same type of thing happen to them. And it gave you a, a good awareness of, okay, I'm not the only one. Okay, there's other people that went through this shit. Oh, damn, she came. She bounced back from that shit real good. Okay, it gave you hope, right? But that, I, I learned, that ain't what I need. You know what I'm saying? I already got some hope. You know what I mean? So once I heard the concept of mindfulness, it helped me more with the specific injury than the people talking about the specific injury because it's different for everybody. But mindfulness is mindfulness for everybody. And it helps you address some of the things that I was lacking. As far as, you know, you know, my vision, I forget what they call the, the scientific term for not being able to visualize. But it helped me with that. And that part meant more than all of the other therapy shit I had been through. And so it, it helped me see the whole shit in a different way. And when you see it in a whole different way, then it opens up new options. And... And even the whole concept of looking at things differently and learning from them helps you open up a whole nother world and know that, oh, okay, shit, I could do this thing a whole nother kind of way. And that's what I needed. And that's why I was, you know what I'm saying? That's why it was important to me. I don't know what anybody else would get from that shit, but being mindful is something that all everybody, all of us could, you know what I'm saying, experience and, and, and get something out of. But for me, it was it was paramount to to what I was going through, what I am going through, rather. I hear that. <clears throat> yeah, I could dig it. Um, I think what I was doing, what I've been doing is, I guess, my level of mind, and I was just looking up mindfulness, and it was talking about, you know, they also spoke about meditation, things of that nature. Yeah. And Actually, no, go, go ahead. ahead. No, but no, God, she, God, she makes watching. a clear distinction with meditation. So mm-hmm. she's basically saying that meditation is something to get you to mindfulness. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. They call it, you mm-hmm. know, it's a post-meditative state. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Mindfulness, you could do anytime, anywhere, and just make it a part of your life without even having right. to meditate because meditation is what is getting you there. Now, the meditatives might be, you know what I'm saying, a little upset <laughs> the meditatives. Uh-huh. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, so yeah, I don't want to yeah. say that as my fact. I'm just telling you uh-huh. what I heard. <laughs> uh, I feel like if you anger a, a, a meditator, they're gonna be kind of chill about it anyway. <laughs> you know what I mean? They ain't gonna they're gonna chill. They ain't gonna wild out. You ain't gonna get them out of sorts. They used to kind of pushing <laughs> energy out. off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They got, they got more control over that over that type of shit. I did that. Um, <clears throat> I was meditating. I meditated one night when I was in D.C. just before a show. 
just to just to just to be good, just to be right. You know what I mean? I think it was one of the shows I knew was sold out, so I was just like, let me just be in. You know what I mean? Like good. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Not, and I'm not even talking about good as far as performance goes. I'm talking about just good as in the moment, to be in the moment. You know, that's that's one of the things that I've been um, very intentional about, just being in the moment as much as I can. So, like, and when I say that, I mean, you know, when doing comedy, you know, we got routines, right? You know, mm-hmm. you, you're working on jokes for a long time. You're building jokes, but you have jokes that have proven to work so you got your your go-tos you know your a material and then you fold new shit in and you know maybe some crowd work or whatever Mm -hmm. and the thing about a joke is a joke is almost like a song because it's a melody to the joke Mm -hmm. you know you tell a joke the same time enough times you know and then i say it like this and then i bring it down here and then this is the delivery you know what i mean and it's Mm -hmm. just like if you're not careful or if I'm not careful, I could really just lock into the joke, I mean, the melody of it all, and I'm just singing it, but almost in a detached manner. Here comes a laugh, boom, bap, as opposed to, you know, you know, it's true, no you know, doubt. and sometimes- I never thought about it like that. That's why I'm not laughing at you. I'm just like, damn. That's yeah, because it's a routine. It's a routine. You You say a lot of the same shit night after night after night that's just how you you know that's how you you work the material but then there's also what i like to do to kind of be present about is it like tweak it actively tweak it maybe try a different word maybe set it up differently maybe put it in a different part of the set you know just to kind of be present when i do it you know what i mean or Mm -hmm. another thing that i'll do to be present is I'll try to go at least five minutes, like at least five minutes without doing material, just in the moment, just riffing, talking about the room, talking about whatever happened that day, talking about somebody in the, in the crowd and not even like getting at them, but you know, maybe just crowd work, whatever, but just to kind of, uh, I guess, center myself about the fact that it's about me. The material is secondary. You know what I mean? Like, the jokes are the jokes. The material is secondary. It took me a while to even think about that because there's times when, like, if you bombing, you're like, all right, but I got to do the A. I got to do the A material. And then you go to the A material, and that shit, that shit just not hit. You know what I'm saying? It's just one of those moments where you realize, nigga, it's, it's not about the joke. It's about how you handling the situation. That's right. Life. So, oh it's yeah, it's life. And it's like, back to what we talk about, it's being present. Because if you detached, you know, you might not even realize that you detached or you might not even realize you lost them until too late, mm. you know, and, and it, it is what it is. But um, as far as the motivation of it all goes, as far as motion goes, you know, like I said, I'm out here cold calling, I'm, I'm picking up phones, reaching out to people. You know, that's why I've been definitely uh, <laughs> tapped into the to the drug dealer meetings, you know what I mean? The Griselda, the pull-ups. I like that shit. It's impromptu. I could be there. I'll pull up on you. So, um, but I'm I'm into that because it's face to face. It's like, nah, let's let look. Shit, ain't no better time than now. That type of shit, right? And um, but as far as some motivation, I you know I've talked about them before, but I I um I tapped it tapped back into my man Larry June. And, um, you know, Larry June got that, you know, get shit done music. You know mm. what I'm saying? Like, it's just, it's just like the way he just processes, just, you know, numbers. You know what I'm saying? Putting shit together, making plays, getting it done. This is what we doing. Waking up, eating good. You know, like all of that shit. Like, it's just, there's, there's some records where I'm like, yeah, I needed to hear that. <laughs> I just needed to hear that. Sometimes you got to be very mindful about your soundtrack, about the score to your hustle. Right. So yeah, but yeah, shout out to um, shout out to Larry June, man. Yeah, shout man. out to my homie Relly too, man. He was he was we was talking about Larry and all of that, and he's um, when these cast has been getting his shit off and like right. you know, kind of a accountability accountability partner of mm-hmm. sorts. So salute to that man too. But uh, yeah. Motion, man. Mm-hmm. Let's get it. 
You know, as Jeezy would once say. Oh, <laughs> Let's man. get it. Let's get it. First, I'm going to um, count my flow. Then what? <laughs> word. Word. It's just that simple. And then what? Right, what's the next step? Yep. Mm-hmm. That's what it is. Shout out to his auntie with the yams. <laughs> you know what I mean? Under the porch. Which, which Carisha just up and jacked his lingo. The yams, but she calling that Miami, huh? The yams. You ever heard that before? Miami. You know, I don't live in Miami, so I can't really speak on. Yeah. What the yams? That's what I said. Have you ever heard that? It just seems like it's a. The way I'm reading it from from her is a catch-all phrase for all kinds of shit. You know what Mm. I'm saying? Yams used to be pretty specific about some shit that you wanted to say what it is, but you really couldn't say what it was, so you call it a yam. Right, 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 right. Mm-hmm. Was, if yams. you know, you know. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You yeah, figure exactly. it out. <laughs> yeah. You should have caught it by the pronunciation, how I linked into the yeah, right. to how I rounded that shit. Yeah. Right. Um, yeah. I was watching a, um, a little clip. It's interesting to see how artists kind of develop and their personality starts to shine a little bit more to get less and less inhibited or whatever or um, less shy. Mm -hmm. But uh, I was watching Carisha on the, uh, or Young Miami on the People's Gallery, you know, and uh, she was just, she was oozing a lot of charisma. You know what I'm saying? Like, her shit was, her shit was like on, you know, her talk game was right there. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? It was right what you needed. It was what you what you wanted to hear. It really, it really was in line with the whole city girl, you know, persona, the city girl aesthetic, what it's gonna be. That this is this is what you think about when you hear that term. Like you forget, okay, these are the found this is one of the founding members of the city girl enterprises. And she right. was talking that shit. And I was well, like, I right, bet. I mean, you gotta give Carisha her props. You know what I'm saying? Cause, you know, she she from Miami, Opalaka to be exact. But mm-hmm. she from she's a Brownlee. And if you're not from the the eighties Miami, you don't know. But Rick Brownlee and his brother, they was the kings of Opalaka. Like, them niggas' names was ringing. Them niggas was buzzing. You know what I'm saying? And it's hard to have your name ringing those types of bells when you wasn't really in the city city. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Opalaka had his hoods, all that, but it wasn't in Liberty City. It wasn't in Overtown. You know what I'm saying? So Mm. most of the other places, the hustlers kind of took a back seat to the hustlers from the city okay not but rick name rung bells all through the city they could mean in opalaka they call him the mayor you know what i'm saying so she not from you know just a random situation she understands it a lot more than probably more than a lot of other people especially in this game so okay you know you know she's you know she still got some rapping to work on you know what i'm saying but yeah, swag yeah, yeah. and you know what I'm saying, understanding the life, nigga, is a big mm-hmm. part. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Right. Right, 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 right. Yeah. Yeah, I don't, you know, bars, it wasn't this wasn't bars. These were just this was just shit talk. But it was, right, it right, was right. you know. And it was official. I was like, all right, bet, bet, bet. It was cool. It was cool. Mm-hmm. Speaking of that, on some not speaking of that, but just speaking of since we're talking about uh, a woman rapper talk about bars, talking about motion. Um, you listen to that Glorilla record, yeah, Glow. Yeah, yeah, I like Glow. That shit's crazy. That shit is popping. I, I had that shit on repeat for about. And it's only a minute and a half, so it's very in it. In the way how it's set up, it repeats seamlessly. The way it fades out and comes back in. It repeats. You know, sometimes you put some shit on repeat. You know, oh, okay, it just started again. The shit is so seamless. You realize, oh shit, it started again. This is the third time I've been listening to it. Mm-hmm. But that shit, that just that that little knock. I'm not sure who did the beat on that, but mm-hmm. um, it definitely has that Memphis type of shit. 
You know what I mean? The little chant. Yeah, glow. You know what I mean? Yeah, uh, and it's based one off line. of yeah, ho. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, okay. Yeah, ho. You know what I'm saying? Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. So damn. She just makes put perfect glow sense. instead of ho. You know what I mean? Oh, look at that. Makes perfect sense then. Yeah, like, look at that. You remember like three six mafia be riding, da, 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 and then that, then the beat be hitting, then they come in with that yeah ho, yeah, yeah ho, yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's it, that's it, yeah. yeah that she definitely just, just take it to the next level. Hell yeah, she definitely appropriated that shit. Cause I told now that you say it, I'm like, of course. But <laughs> <laughs> true erasure, that shit had me. I was like, damn, this yeah. shit, all of that, and yeah. it's popping. But there's a. Uh, it is just interesting because it's like it's almost like some just some, you know, she's she's hitting herself with affirmations. This one line, stop overthinking, bitch, you better <laughs> some old slick shit. I was and, like, all right, yeah. That's what yeah, made the shit so dope when she, in the video she was pulling up on herself. You know what I'm saying? Oh, I haven't seen the video yet. Yeah, yeah I gotta she watch had the fast food restaurant working. She pull up in the Maybach. Oh, and you know what I'm saying? Uh, and giving her some affirmations. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Oh, you know, and it's so funny. I'm not sure if it was uh, intentional. I believe it might have been, but just a little Easter egg. Because I did see a screen grab from the video. I haven't watched the video, but the video is referencing a whole nother video. Oh, and it's, um, it's, representing, it's referencing a young Yorno. It's oh, a Yorno. With, uh, I don't know the woman's name. Uh, the young thespian. But it's a it's a, a urinal with cat pulling up on the um on the drive through trying to get some breakfast, mm-hmm. and um she's like yo we ain't selling breakfast right now we don't even we don't even make breakfast at this spot he's like well damn it's early in the morning I just want some breakfast he's like well I ain't got well you got eggs in there I mean I think we got some eggs in, you know what did y'all open up yet nah we ain't open up yet well look I'm gonna come in there and then we'll figure it out she's like all right back and you know. They figure it out. You know what I'm saying? It's some yams for breakfast. But uh, it's definitely, it's become, I guess, somewhat of a classic uh, Yorno scene. And the only reason I even know much about it was because uh, they've been doing this, like where they'll come up with these, uh, I guess it's a generational classic because it's not even from my my era of Yorno hood. You know what I mean? I feel like I've retired. But um, it just, you know what I mean? I'm just being honest with you. But it came up on my timeline, and they had, they had, I don't know if it was in the context of black history or some shit like that, but they was like, if you know this screen grab, then you already know what it is. Da-da-da-da-da. This before Glow really even used it. And I was like, yo, what is this? Because, you know, I'm I'm always, uh, my attention is always peaked by if you know, you know type of situation, especially if I don't know. I want to know. You know what I mean? Curiosity, whatever, nosiness, whatever. But I was like, let me do some research. And then so later on, I seen somebody talk about it. It was like, yo, Glorilla, she uh, referenced such and such. That's ill. So it was like (laughs) on another level. So FYI, y'all check it out. You know what I mean? If you want to, you know, do the knowledge. Do the knowledge. uh, Do the knowledge. Yeah, glow. Yeah, yeah. Now I'm about to go listen to yeah. Uh, Memphis, yeah. Memphis is on a roll, which they deserve. Yes. One, you know what I'm saying, but they haven't not been on a roll for years. You know what I'm saying? Since Eight Ball and right. MJG. You know what I'm saying in the hip hop space. Right. And wow, and that's that's and this is a thing I talk about when when people start talking about Nas. He fell right in the space where when his album dropped, New York was at the peak. You know what I'm saying? The source was bigging that shit up because they heard that shit before we heard it. It was five mics before the album even came out. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. He was the next Rock M. And, you know, they was bigging it up. You know what I'm saying? So by the time we heard it, it was like we've already heard all of the propaganda. But at the same time, it was at a point in the South where rap niggas who could rap rap was making their own way before, you know what I'm saying? The South was about dancing and shit like that. But now it's niggas coming out that could rap rap JT money. You know what I'm saying? Eight ball MJG. You know what I mean? It was, it was like, we don't really got to be forced into the New York situation. So, 
when eight ball came, that was the first time you heard of what Memphis had going on. You know what I'm saying? For me. And mm-hmm. then I had a homeboy. I had two homeboys who went to Tennessee state and they was talking about Memphis and the gangster walk, which niggas is still doing now to a whole another level. So they've been putting in all of this work. Three, six mafia came along. And represented the whole shit. They represented the type of nigga that nobody else ever represented in rap. Like, these niggas was the, you know what I'm saying? Niggas, they was representing the low-life nigga that you didn't really want to run into. You know what I'm saying? I heard a line, I think it was Project Pat. Nigga was like, you know, I'm at, I'm at, um, it's basically it was like a Friday night. I'm in the parking lot of the liquor store snorting coke off the dashboard. I'm like, nigga, What? <laughs> <laughs> like that's the nigga you do not want to run into at the liquor store on Friday night on your way to the club all dressed up getting you a bottle you know what I'm saying and this nigga sitting over here with a nigga in a, in a, in a bucket no rims no paint job snorting coke off the dashboard you know what I'm saying stumbling upon a lick which is could be you you know what I'm saying so nobody, I hadn't heard nobody represent that and the way they represent it tear the club up you know what I'm saying? All that shit, birth crunk. And you know what I'm saying? A lot of shit came from that. So when Juicy J got his reprise with, with um, what's Wiz. the man? With who? Wiz. Wiz Khalifa? Yeah, with Wiz, it made so much sense. And to, to see ASAP Rocky and all them guys pulling from those 90s groups, it was like, damn, they deserve that shit. And the role that they own, I mean, it's been there. You know what I'm saying? It's just not a world catching up. Yeah. Salute to Project Pat and his squadron. Yeah, yeah. You Project know. Pat had the dopest yeah. cadence. You know what I'm saying? That mm-hmm. nigga cadence yeah. still hold true to right now. Like, he be changing yeah. it now. Like, when he rap now, he be changing it. And, of course, you got to, you know, people evolve and change. But his cadence from the 90s hold true right now. This what Meg and... Glow and all them is still riding off of those cadences that these niggas brought upon in the 90s. Mm. Let me ask you this, because I'm not, like, I know Project Pat shit, and I even mm. know <clears throat> eight ball, some eight ball of MJG stuff, but, um, and when I won, I was saying salute to Project Pat and the squad, because we remember from a while ago, like, it's rumored he, he listens to the pod. So, you know, yeah. peace to his peoples. Yeah, no yeah, doubt. yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, what's one of your favorite uh, 8-Ball MJG records? Um, The whole On Top of the World album is okay. my favorite. You know what I'm saying? The first time I ever heard 8-Ball MJG was Pimp. And, and you can't see me, so I can't explain it how I usually explain it. But it was the first time somebody, I heard a rapper slow the beat down and rap double time. You know what I'm saying? Dun, 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 make your head go up and down like that. As opposed to just up and down like Nas would or like, you know, the, the rappers generally would. And I saw a, probably like three or four niggas at the park. It's like a middle of a day. Nobody out there but these four niggas sitting on a bench on a, um, on a picnic table like thing. With a little radio in between them, and they just bobbing their head. I'm like, what the fuck are they listening to? So when I walked over there, I could hear it was Pimp. You know what I'm saying? And I asked them who it was. They was like, A Ball MJG. And I'm like, oh, these niggas on something totally different. Like they had, they tapped in, like they was tapped in so hard, it was like, oh, these niggas is striking a chord differently than anybody else. And that's what made me go check them out. And they grew up, they was like, you know what I'm saying? They had the Lexus Coupe on the album with the with the convertible chop. You know what I'm saying? Like, uh, but then when they came with uh, Space Age pimping, it was just sonically in place. They, you know what I'm saying? They got their mixing and all that shit together. You know what I'm saying? They was independent with Tony Draper, who ran the label. You know what I'm saying? Suave House. Uh, you know, where, that's where fucking Rick Ross started. That's where he first tried to get on with Suave House. Um, but the trip part was Suave House was based in Houston and these niggas was from Memphis. And that's why when you hear UGK, who came a couple years after, a few years after, 
the styles had kind of merged between Memphis and Texas. You see what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. it was slow, but they was rapping. Like now how people got the slow music, but it's double time. So it's still, it's actually fast, but they moving slow on it. You know what I'm saying? So it changed the game. For me, it was like, oh, these niggas innovated this shit. You know what I'm saying? And then, like I said, on top of the world, it was just solid all the way through. You know what I'm saying? They had this one joint called Lay em Down, which oh, probably- Oh, yeah. You hoes lay them down. That shit? Lay it down, lay it down. These hoes lay it down, lay it down. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? That was mm-hmm. the original. You know how I fuck them other niggas is? Yeah. That, lay them down that, was that, the that, original that. version of how that how people react to fuck them other niggas. If gotcha. just so y'all could get a picture. You know what I'm saying? Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. Some old no more playing GA type of energy. Yeah, it's just like, oh shit. Like the first time right. I seen that shit in the club, like I think I was in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. Niggas went crazy. I was like, oh, these niggas is tapped in. And and what people in the media industry and and they didn't understand, because of course they in New York. They didn't understand how tapped in people was to this shit. And, you know, just to see it come back now is 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 amazing. But, you know. Of course, the message is crazy. They talking crazy, you know what I'm saying? But I'm just saying. <laughs> it's tapping in some kind of way. Mm, I'm going to check it out. I'm going I'm to get them a spin again. It's been a yeah. minute since I listened to some 8-Ball MJG. Yeah. That definitely, from what I remember about them, what I remember listening to, they definitely some shit that, that, uh, that spins well in the whip. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like that's that's driving music. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm yeah. go ahead and and so get those two. You know what I'm saying? You got A Ball MJG and then you know of course Three Six and Project Pat. Um, mm-hmm. But out of that Suave House, you got spinoffs like so they had a nigga named Tila, Tila. right? Tila. Oh, yeah. So so you get you get Jazzy Faye out of that. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So it's a lot of niggas came from out of that scene. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Show Enough was my record. That was my yeah. shit. That beat was so crazy. Yeah, that shit was crazy. I wonder if Jazzy Faye did that. Yeah, he did. That's why I said him. Oh, okay, 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 okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's bananas. Yeah, that shit was fire. That was a that was a banger. Yeah, for sure. Um speaking of old school, you know, shit being uh flipped and mined. I've been peeping, you know, and it's interesting. I mean, it's probably been for a long time seeing it, but it's like Carhartt. Now, Carhartt has been back for a while, you know, especially like the work in progress, like the Japanese stuff and, you know what I mean, the more like designed, like design forward Carhartt shit, stylized mm-hmm. shit. But like I've been noticing Carhartt jackets are popping again, but not just Carhartt jackets. That's, you know, work where obviously there's been a trend for a little while, but like, Vintage Carhartt jackets, mm-hmm. right? Now, but when you say vintage car, you know, Carhartt is workwear, right? Heavy mm-hmm. on the work, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Working on at the plant, we working on the, the line, you know what I mean? We doing real work where shit is, there's dirt under your nails type work, you know? Mm-hmm. And these workwear jackets, these old Carhartt jackets are going for crazy money, and they look horrible. <laughs> <Like>, shit's <laughs> look terrible. Like, what the fuck is going on? It's one of those things that, like, one of those trends you see, you're like, I ain't for me, but okay, I get it somewhat. You know, like, there's, there's the time, and it still is, like, when people buy, like, old Levi's and shit like that, and they just be looking real destroyed, and or some of these old concert T-shirts and the more fucked up they look the more expensive they are and i never was really one of them people that was gonna spend all that money on some shit that not even like it ain't it's not as far from gently used you know what i'm saying i don't even like why playing pre-owned shit too often at all but if Mm -hmm. it's gonna be pre-owned please let that shit be gently used you know not Oh, nigga, I, this shit is done for. You know what I'm saying? Like, this is, I'm not paying a premium for some shit that is done for, mm. but there is an absolute market 
for done-for-ass Carhartt jackets, and it's crazy to me. I've seen it up close and personal. I'm like, wow, this is yeah. interesting. Yeah, man. They ain't going to get me, player. I'll find uh, my own shit to bring back before they get You know me. what I mean? <laughs> exactly. Before exactly. I pay a premium for some shit. Yeah, right. <laughs> dogged out. I bring back some shit. I dogged out. <laughs> exactly. You know what I mean? Why not? Especially, especially somebody that's from the era that it was dogged out in. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? I could understand if you was a young kid and you just tried to pay for some, you know, the patina. You know what I mean? Okay, mm-hmm. I understand that you do you, this a bit of cosplay, but shit, if you old enough to have done that same work to some shit you had. You better go ahead and look look in them closets somewhere. Go to that basement and figure it out, man. Get yourself some homegrown patina. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I feel you. I'm, I, I, that's just I, I put it in my own work in progress, nigga. <laughs> right, right, exactly, exactly. Oh shit, man. Um, folks, then tried to sack the quarterback. Seen Cam Newton footage. Oh, no, man, about this come on, man. <laughs> See, that type of shit I'm talking about. You know what I'm saying? What you, you talking, know, talking about? I'm talking about violence. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. How people like to see oh. that shit. Right. You know what I mean? Cam ain't no violent nigga. You know what I'm saying? He be out there helping the kids, man. He got yeah. a, a Dr. Seuss hat, nigga. This nigga <laughs> yeah, is chilling, yeah, yeah. man. Smoking cigars, man. Just, you know what I'm saying? Growing his dreads. <laughs> Just a rich... Ex NFL nigga, but right. emphasis on NFL nigga. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Which sure. means <laughs> these niggas know how to work out against mm-hmm. the strongest niggas. Two a days. <laughs> you know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, exactly. Niggas coming at you full speed with gear on, helmets and mm-hmm. shit, trying to destroy mm-hmm. you. Right, man. Come on, man. You seen them punches bouncing off cam, man. (laughs) Niggas was throwing punches. Them shits weren't doing shit. Nigga got six of them holding on to him. Nigga ain't hit the ground. No. Couldn't bring him down. Couldn't sack the quarterback. This man was fucking standing tall. Hat hat intact. You know what I mean? Looking like Orko. That nigga um, threw that nigga from from the stage. I guess it was a stage, whatever. But you know what? I'm gonna tell you this. Yeah, he tossed this motherfucker. Like, yeah, he was, he was, he he's native to that. You gotta understand that right. man is there is plenty of game footage. This tape right. that you can watch. These niggas didn't watch the tape because this nah, nigga does niggas well take it for a against joke. the they blitz. Think that shit is just a game, nigga. Them niggas is yeah. actually physically violent out there. Right, right, right. And most of them cats, at least. Up to 10 years, maybe 15 years past their retirement or exit, they more often than not just out of habit stay in fucking pro shape. Nigga, it's just, run this up what on they know Shop to do. if you want. Nah, don't do it. Don't That's do why it. Mike Evans was Mike like, make, hey, nigga, yeah. I got a gun. <laughs> right. Niggas don't right, want no yeah. problems with that shit, man. Nah, nah, not all of that. <laughs> niggas nah, is raised. Them niggas is, is bred violently. Right, right, yeah. It's like they like human pit bulls. You know what I'm saying? Like I hate to say it, but that's you know how you just you get out of motherfucker used to breed pit bulls to fight. I guess now that's problematic. Obviously, Peter, <laughs> Peter's listening. You know, I'm not for all of that, but I'm just saying an analogy, there was a time. An yeah, there was a time. But um, what was my point about the Cam Newton shit? That stri- oh, my point was this was crazy. I lit when I saw the footage. It was. It was. It wasn't surprising. It wasn't even shocking. It was like, oh shit! But I felt as though there had been a bit of an undercurrent of this. Like they, 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 I, it just got. It start. It boiled over. There had been a little bit of a simmer. You know, like Cam has been doing these these camps for a while, but this isn't the first time that we've seen some footage. And these weren't even young kids. You know what I'm saying? They just look like children compared to Cam. This nigga's like six, <laughs> seven. Six, so, five. Yeah. Built like a tank. They call him Superman. It's, 
Yeah, for good reason, because he was tossing these motherfuckers. <laughs> but when I first saw the fight, I thought he was a young kid's like formed on him. And maybe it was a few young kids, but these is grown ass men. But my point was, I seen it coming on some Mahamstadama shit. I didn't, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, I seen the shit coming. Because I remember when they was, um probably a few months ago, they had a little video coming out with the kids heckling them. You know what I'm saying? Nigga, you ain't that good no more. Da, 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 da. He was like, nigga, I'm rich. I remember all of that. I'm rich, nigga. What the fuck are you talking about? I was in the league, little nigga. You, you are here at my camp. Maybe right. you could get it to the, you know what I'm saying? But I know, you know, we talk about, like you just said, a lot of these athletes, especially in football, it's like, you're fucking honed in violence. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. It's a lot of aggression mm -hmm. that is tempered to be focused on some shit, right? Mm -hmm. So you just got all of this fucking palpable rage that you're trying to focus within a playbook. But uh, everybody is not as um, harnessed with, how they react and how they respond or whatever. So, like, I just, it wasn't super surprising because it was like, it's almost like familiarity breeds contempt. You know what I'm saying? Like, Cam is from from Atlanta, from out there. What's the what's the um, the school? You know the school. Um, Westlake. Westlake. You know what I'm saying? But he's from out there. You know what I'm saying? So people have seen his rise, and, you know, now he's not with the league, which don't make him not still a fucking physical specimen ass nigga. He's motherfuckers one of the, he was one of the illest. So, but I think sometimes when you around the people sometimes, and you were in a position where you were like, uh, heralded or whatever, or put in, you know, uh, you know, you on a platform, and now you with the people. Sometimes the people could take that shit as uh, a point of, you know, well, we could shit on you now. You know what I'm mm -hmm. saying? You, you, you out here with us. You know what I'm saying? He's trying to help y'all, nigga. God he's trying, yeah, absolutely. But sometimes motherfuckers don't even see that. They don't even see the fact that I'm here, you know, sharing my talents and my insight and my gifts and, you know what I mean, giving some insight and some advice to anybody that might be on that trajectory. Listen, take it from me as a motherfucker that has been there. Mm -hmm. I got some game to give. A lot of motherfuckers is like, man, fuck out of here. But you here with us. And however they feel about their situation might get projected on you. So I saw a lot of that kind of bubbling when I would see some of these little videos where they was like heckling the cat like he wasn't like he wasn't in the NFL. And it's crazy. And it just it got to the next it got to the next level where it's like. I ain't man, all of this, 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 these, these fucking, all of this roasting and tough talk and all these little attacks at my character, the shit then got to the point to now, you trying to put hands and feet on me. And now I gotta remind motherfuckers that, nah, bro, look, I was shit. Motherfucker, I was starting. Niggas, you, what the fuck is you talking about? And yeah, that's what turned to. He was just tossing motherfuckers. And the thing was, you know, people pointed out, he wasn't throwing no punches. You know right. what I'm saying? I mean, that's probably like for legal reasons too, I would imagine. Right. But you know, that's that's great to wear. What do they call that? Is that a keto or is that a judo? Y'all gotta let me know. I feel well, some of my um my little martial artists in the in the in the, um, <laughs> in, the in the community. Let us know which one is the one where you use the the uh, momentum of that's the keto, attacker. Guy. That's a keto. That's, it's a keto. Yeah, he Shit, was in my that daddy bitch taught too. me. That's that yes. was my first little fight move I learned. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that was keto. And a keto. That keto work well when it work. But when it yeah, don't when work, it work uh oh, it's a problem. Just, yeah, it goes. The, the trick. The trick when using a keto with niggas. <laughs> yes, what is the trick with using the a trick keto with niggas? Is to be first, nigga. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> okay, okay. You gotta okay. make your move first. 
You when you see okay. the, the doom impending, nigga, you gotta put yourself uh, in a keto position so that okay. niggas can make they move and you could go ahead and use their momentum against them. Cause the the first part gives you the element of you got to jump. Now they got the pressure. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm, and when they when mm-hmm. they swing it back or they throw it back or they jump back, now you got the the leverage to use your Aikido. If you try to use your Aikido too late, nigga, niggas is already on your ass. It's gonna be a Kimbo. Shit <laughs> 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 is crazy, nigga. You done, it's over for this nigga. <laughs> you can't use that shit too late. Niggas is already on your mind. Yeah, man, you don't want it. It's always sad to see the motherfucker trying to use the martial arts and <laughs> shit go left. Because <laughs> niggas dedicate so much of their life to them teachings. Nah, you know what I mean? Nigga, you got to be first, nigga. You got to set yeah, the tone, man. nigga. We doing something yeah. different, nigga. You can't uh, already get engaged in a boxing match, nigga, right, with your keto. Right. And niggas are already upside your head and, and you know punched you in the nose. It's over. It's a wrap. <laughs> Oh shit! <laughs> Went from a keto <laughs> to a victim. Nah, <laughs> you don't want to be no victim, man. Uh-uh, nah. Best part oh, about martial shit. arts or that type of, you know, what I'm saying that skull duggery, as niggas would call it. <laughs> Best part of skull duggery yeah. is that, you know, what I'm saying you are present in all of the moments. You understand, okay, this shit is is on, and. Your skullduggery is used to assist you. You know what I'm saying? But if a nigga mm-hmm. punch you in your nose first, he got skullduggery on you. And you, you know what I'm saying? Now you just trying to fucking get your shit together. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, that's the worst. That's the worst when that happens. Oh, shit, man. Yeah, but uh, salute to old Cam. Uh, you remember the rapper Skullduggery? Speaking of vaguely, no, yeah, it was from New Orleans. He was on No Limit. That's a new. That's a one of them No Limit soldiers. <laughs> yeah, it's like one of the Wu Gambinos. Yeah, man. Yeah, I mean it was a lot but, of uh, them niggas. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Shout out to New Orleans though. I posted one of my New Orleans videos the other day. You know, what I'm saying the Zulu was, ball, right? Yeah, Zulu ball. You know, I don't think we have. I don't know if we ever talked about Zulu ball. We spoke about it. Oh, we that's how I know about it. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay, okay. Cool. You want to nah, say I some mean, more? We, I went and shot the Zulu ball February 20-something of of 2020. You know what I'm saying? Like wow. two, Like a couple of days before they start shutting shit down. You know what I'm saying? Right. Mm-hmm. We never even finished the project because they shut shit down. You know what I'm saying? It was members in the Zulu um, social club that was dying, nigga. It was a, it was bad. You know what I'm saying? Remember, New Orleans was a, a big hub for that shit, and we just left a party with twenty thousand people. You know what I'm saying? Oh yes, I do remember you talking about that. Absolutely, yeah. I remember you talking about that. And, and yeah, New Orleans was one of the first afflicted from with the they yeah. got hit hard. They was probably the first in the in the state. It was like Italy then New Orleans. No, it was New York. Remember, New York had it bad. Remember, we shut down before. New York we got shut it before. Down. New York yeah, got it remember before. Remember, the, the guy that was upstate had brought it in. They had tracked him upstate. That's what they tried oh, to say. Oh, right, guy. right, but, right. Yeah, yeah, but they yeah. shut down New York probably a week before everybody else. So, uh, yeah. But we had this thing. It's 20,000 black people. And this was the livest shit I've ever seen. You know what I'm saying? I've been to homecomings, all kind of shit, but this was different because Zulu Ball had, you know, they had their organizational people. They have their ceremonial stuff where they present the queen. But it's 20,000 people in attendance. Not all members, just anybody could come buy a table. You buy a table and you you bring your own shit. You know what I'm saying? So every table got their own liquor, whatever food they want to bring. Some people got catering. Some, you know what I'm saying? It's like set out all the way around. Some people came with their, you know, coolers full of shit. So everybody it got whatever they got, whatever they want to be happy. Or you could float around the different tables and enjoy. Like everybody got shit. You know what I'm saying? And it's multi-generational. It's old people there. It's middle people there. It's young people there. 
It's everybody having a great, everybody just having it. You know what I'm saying? You got performers and you know what I'm saying? You got, you got low life people, you got high life people, but everybody is in black top clothes. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, I've never been to a place where you got this many people from this many different kinds of backgrounds and places and understandings no problems and everybody just having it it was like you know what i'm saying when the pandemic hit you like damn i wonder if that's the last shit i'm gonna ever go to and if it was i'm like shit i seen i seen enough you know what i'm saying uh, like nigga that shit wow. is something different and new orleans is already a different place you know what i'm saying so they have fun in their way, you know what I'm saying? You know how, you know what I'm saying, Southern charmish they are. You know what I'm saying? And then they having it. Is and it's like I just felt at home. You know what I'm saying? I was like, oh yeah, I'm I'm home. I'm I'm somewhere where I'm supposed to be. You know what I mean? I don't been like I said, I don't been to homecomings which is like that, but it's like that mostly for the people whose homecoming it is. I think this shit right here, even the people who won, I won, I knew nobody in that motherfucker except the niggas I was with. And I felt like I'm home. Oh, this is it, nigga. Shout out to New Orleans, man. I appreciate y'all. Keep being That's y'all. That's what it is. Yeah, so you gonna go back? Hell yeah, as soon as I get a chance. Okay. They just had it a couple weeks ago, so shit, maybe next year, shit. You know what I'm saying? That's right. That's gonna some be crazy. New friends. <laughs> yeah, that's gonna be crazy because that's gonna be Super Bowl, Mardi Gras, oh, shit. Zulu, Super all of that. Mardi Gras, oh, man. Yeah, it's gonna, gonna be bananas. Chain. Yeah, next year. Maybe I should get a table. And shit. Yeah, let's plan that out. Talk that shit. Get it done. Zulu, the Zulu table. Nigga, you coming um, too? Yeah, I come out. Fucking, I'll be there. I'll be there fucking, yeah, I like I like New Orleans. I, I enjoy New Orleans. It, I finally, you know, unlocked it, and I want to keep going. So, yeah, fuck it. I would go. That's going to be a nice little, <laughs> for, uh, I mean, just as a probe, it's a nice little gumbo of fun. You know what I mean? <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> uh, shit, that shit is a, that shit is such a dad joke. Yo, I, I don't know kids, but I do like a good dad joke, right? I was at, I told y'all last week. I, I mean, I, obviously, I talked about my procedure, but I told you I went and got a physical too. And <laughs> I did a little dad joke there because I had to, you know, you got to leave a, um, a urine sample. So I'm going to pay, settle out, and you got to leave a sample in the, in the bathroom. And uh, <clears throat> I tell the lady at the desk, I was like, look, I left a little urine sample in the, uh, in the bathroom. It's just a sample now. If you want some more, you're going to have to pay. <laughs> <laughs> it was silly as shit. And she laughed. And I, I would imagine she probably heard that joke before, but I, that shit made her laugh, and that made me feel good, like a, like how pops would feel. You know what I'm saying? Got one off. Hey! In the world. Uh-huh. Okay. <laughs> oh, shit, man. Um, anything else you want to talk about? I mean, shit. Now, I mean, that's hard when you ask a nigga. Like, we just kept uh, talking. I just be talking. Uh, oh like, shit, we keep know, talking. I don't know, man. <laughs> uh, um, we'll be back I'll next week with some with some we'll with some BMF. I know that. Oh yeah, BMF comes off this. The, damn boy, that boy fifth don't play around. Yeah, BMF comes right back. We're gonna talk about that. Um. Uh, Schoolboy Q's album comes out this Friday. I'm excited about that. That's one of my favorites at TDE. You know, mm. uh, he might be my favorite at TDE now that Kendrick's not in TDE no more. So yeah, Why he Schoolboy not at TDE Q. no more. He left TDE. He left TDE. He started his own left. thing. PG Lang. He left. He left. he left TDE maybe two albums ago, or maybe this last album. Yeah, I mean, I, I, it's all no, good. The last album he was TDE. No, oh, it's PG no. Lang. Okay, it keep it Lang. moving because I don't know. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, 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 yeah. You know so just, yeah, shit. I'm excited about it. I, I'm a, I fuck with Schoolboy Q. I think he's a 
He's a funny nigga, and he he makes good albums. He makes real good projects, so that should be good. Uh, yeah, man. Yeah, not two you years know. ago, twenty-two. Oh, says it. You just looked it up. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Damn. That's it. Yeah, man. I mean, you know, it's all good. So he just he just on aftermath. Uh, I don't even think I don't even think he's on after. I think it's just PG Lang. Might be straight PG Lang in the scope. Him and Dave Free. Yeah. Free. I don't know. Nobody's splitting my money. Yeah, man. I done earned. I done earned enough. I done bought the freedom. Let me go ahead and you know what I mean. Break down this bigger portion. No wonder yeah. he's slow dragging these albums. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Shit, fuck it. Y'all niggas ain't getting the most out of me. Nuh-uh, leisure. Leisurely. You know what I'm saying? Kick Damn, back, no, Kenny. I'm, I'm slow on that one. Yeah, that's all good. Oh, Baby King uh, went with him? But I think he signed Baby King. Baby King, oh, I don't okay. think, was ever on TDE. Oh, yeah, I okay. think that. You know, that's his cousin. So, yeah, 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 you know, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, speaking of that, there's, they got a... What is it called? The something blue. There's a um, harmonic blue or something. There's a like a little based on Baby Keem's record. There's like a little um, visual, I guess, like a little small little story kind of thing that's mm-hmm. on um, Amazon Prime. It's been on there for a few months. It's, it's it's some real like you know surreal type of you know, weird shit, you know? But it's interesting. It's interesting. Mm-hmm. It's interesting to see. But, um, yeah. So I'm excited about this uh, Schoolboy Q record. Um, I was watching this David Chang show on Netflix. David Chang is this this chef who, you know, he's the one that started Momofuku or whatever. And he's, he's a hell of a, a chef. I, fuck, I, I found out about him because I fuck with Momofuku. And, mm-hmm. um... And I, you know, I listened to his pod here and there. So now he got a show where he's just like cooking for his friends and shit. I was just watching an episode. He was cooking for um, uh, Seth Rogen and this other guy Ike. I forget. I don't know how to pronounce Ike's last name, but he's a, he's a. I think he's a comedian, but he's also like a comedy actor or whatever. And the the theme of the show was like high low. So they was they broke out like. Thousands of dollars of caviar, and they throwing that shit on top of fucking Pizza Hut pizza and wow, just flagrant shit. But it was it looked good. Some of the shit looked good to the motherfucker. You know, what I mean, it just looked fun. Like that's my shit now. You know, um, shout out to my cousin Say Cool. We was we was kicking it. We had uh, we was eating some shit this uh, this past week, and it's all it's like you know I like just kicking it. Well, my peoples are just having a good meal. Like, that's mm-hmm. my thing. Just, you know what I mean? Just some good food and just good food, good company, good shit talking, maybe, a, you know what I mean? A little mm-hmm. bit of alcohol or whatever like that. That's it for me. I don't need to stand on no couches no more. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, I just, you know, I think those days is over. But I, I like getting a nice little table, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Where, where, they, where they respect, you know, the your, uh, you know, staying long. You know what I'm saying? Like, when they're not trying to hustle you up out of there and turn the shit over, like, you know, that's one of the things I did, like, about Paris. is like, you could stay in that bitch forever, mm-hmm. you know? But, um, yeah, I like that. And then, speaking of just some old weird juxtapositions, I, and I wasn't high, I ain't been high in a minute, but it felt like some real high cuisine when I was just in my, I hadn't really gone, I needed to go grocery shopping, so... I was hungry, but I didn't really have a whole lot in the cabinet because I hadn't gone grocery shopping in a minute. So I definitely put some some shit together that sounds crazy, but it was fire. I mixed, I had some box macaroni and cheese, and then I mixed that shit with some fucking ramen. That shit was fantastic. <laughs> that shit sounds crazy. That shit was fantastic, dog. I ain't even gonna lie to you, dog. I ain't even gonna lie to you. That shit. I was like, I can't do this too often, but this shit, I have no regrets. It sounds crazy as fuck, but this shit tasted like, oh yeah, nah, this is it. This is the one. So, oh yeah, that's how I'm living my life post, you know, oscopy. You know what I'm saying? I'm out here fucking bullshitting. With a clean colon. <laughs> but, um, yeah, yeah man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
That's, that's it, up. man. That's all I got to talk about. I mean, uh, I mean shit. I, I'm, the f- craziest part about not having visual visualization like that, uh huh, is that when you said that about the, you know, the ramen and the the mac and mac. cheese, uh-huh. I can't put it together in my head. You okay, know what I'm I, I run and, it. I, t- I take no, ahead. no, no, and I, I feel you. And I didn't know that I wouldn't be able to do that until I went to a restaurant. Maybe about mm-hmm. a week ago. And I looked mm-hmm. at the menu and it was one of them places where you had a, you know what I'm saying? You got to order and then put it with rice or noodles or, you know what I'm saying? You got to make the shit mm-hmm. up. Right. And I'm looking at the shit, man. I felt illiterate. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I'm looking at this shit and I could not put it together. Because usually I would visualize, okay, if I'm going to do this, then I that'll look good with some noodles or some rice. You know what I'm saying? But I couldn't do it, man. I was, you know, I've I felt silently embarrassed. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And and ashamed and like, damn, this is fucked up. So I just ordered some motherfucking shit that I knew, you know what I'm saying? Instead of mm. actually trying. But I was talking to my um my neuro coach and she was mm. like, you know, you should try it. And it's just a new experience. Right. If you don't like it, you don't like it. But, you know, that's what people say they got money. You know what I'm saying? But you know, <laughs> trying to waste no fucking money. <laughs> Twenty five dollars later, you're like, oh <laughs> hell no. Yeah, you got charged to the game, literally. That, that's mm-hmm. some new shit for a nigga. You know what I'm talking about? Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I get it. I hear you. Yeah, I hear you. And I guess, yeah, it is. That's what it is. It's just like and then I guess also just especially if it's at a at a restaurant. Trust the restaurant, you know, like hopefully they know what they doing. You know what I mean? Man, if they present this that restaurant. Oh, uh, okay. Well, you know. This, this is yeah, new. I, got, <laughs> I ain't know this restaurant Man, like that. I don't that. trust y'all. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well, there they go. Well, damn. Oh, uh, shit. But yeah, now the shit, the shit worked out. Shit worked out. It's Word. basically, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um... So- Shit, man! You got any any uh got a benediction it, for the people? It, you hit the people with a benediction, or we out? A benediction? Uh, I uh, <laughs> you know it's hard to come up with new shit, man. I don't know. Uh, hey, people, shit. live uh-huh. life, be mindful, stay present, and don't worry too much about the shit you don't know. And before you make it up in your head, you know what I'm saying? Don't worry about it. Once you make it up, you know what I'm saying, you can make up all kinds of shit you can worry about. But stay focused on the present, man. Stay in it. You know what I'm saying? Trust that, you know what I'm saying, God going to make a way for you, man, out of no way. I, that's it for me. Church, there it is. Until next week, tell a friend to tell a friend. And even the enemy. To get in the conversation. We out. Jesus.